You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Woo! Come on. This is, this is OG right here. OG of the fellowship, OG of this church. And he's been saved longer than me. And so this guy's OG here, amen. So you guys are going to be blessed, amen. Hallelujah. Are you ready? You know, I think you were right, Pastor. They are weak, you know. Are you ready? That's a little better. Tonight, first of all, I would like to read our our scripture here, not just verse 10, but if you have your Bibles with you tonight, the Psalms 46, amen, verse 1, it says, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and are troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Shelah. There is a river, the streams thereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right early. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, Shelah. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow, he cutteth the spear in sunder, he burneth the chariot in the fire. Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Amen. Amen. Tonight let's pray. Father God, we praise you and glorify you, Lord God. Lord God, help us to understand, Lord God, Your Word tonight, Lord God. Help us to have a better understanding and a knowledge of Your Word, Lord God. Help us, Father God, to open up our books and to read, Lord God, what You have for us, Lord God. And help us to understand, Lord God, where You are bringing us, Lord God. And Lord God, our purpose, Lord God. And most of all, Lord God, that we put our trust in You, Lord God no matter what we're facing, no matter what our battles are, Lord God, that we understand that You are God and You are our strength and our refuge. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. 
You know, pastor's been been uh, preaching a message on the breath of God, and and so much of of his preaching and the teaching of of what it's all about, understanding the word of God and, and understanding of God's word is bringing order, order in the midst of the church. And not only that, but the last message that he preached on it was about the strength that the, the Lord God gives us through His Word. And not only that, but the life that is in the breath of God. Amen? In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 15, he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who will live in Judith and Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Amen? Remember, the battle's not yours. It's God's. Being still. God is trying to get us to understand what being still is. It's not so much of just sitting still and sitting there but it's understanding who God is. We have to understand what He wants to do in our lives. We can't just come to God and only time we come to God and only time we cry to God is when we're really, really going through something. Or the only time we ever open up the book of God is when we come to church. We don't spend the time studying and learning and, and understanding what God has for our lives until we hear somebody preaching or teaching are when we come to service on a Wednesday night or on Sunday and during the rest of the week, what are we doing? What are, are we doing with the Word of God? What are we doing with the book here? What are we doing with this history book that God has for us? Yes, this is the best history book that there is. But yet, most of us don't spend the time to read it. We're afraid of what He's going to tell us to do? Come on. Why don't we open up the Word of God to find out what He has for our lives? Because the only thing that He has for us is the understanding of His Word that's going to bring order to us, that's going to bring strength to us, that's going to give us life so that we can go out and face our battles. But we don't ever want to find out what our battles... Our battles... You think about your battle. You think about when you got saved. You think about what God has taken you out of. What God has pulled you out of. What God has delivered you from. What God has set you free from. What God is doing in your life. What He did in that day when you came to the Lord God. We sung a song tonight coming, going back to where He first brought us out of. You think about what He did in your life. You think about how He delivered you and how He set you free. And all He's asking for you to do in return is to thank Him. To thank Him. Amen? You know, Jesus, in the book of Luke, chapter 17, verse 11 through 19, he says, now on his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria, Samaria and Galilee. And he was going into a village. Ten men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance. They called out with a loud voice. 
Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Verse 15, one of them, once, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God with a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet, thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were there not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to praise God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Only one? You look around you and you think about one-tenth of ten lepers only thank God for being cleansed. But Jesus spoke to him and said, you are healed. And why was he healed? Because he had faith in God, because he trusted in God. And here he's a foreigner. He's not even of the tribe of Judah. He's not even one of God's chosen people. And yet God healed him. Why? Because he called upon the Lord. He said, Master, Savior, touch my life. Heal me. I don't want to live this life no more. I don't want to be like this. I want to be whole. This is what God wants to do to his people. Make you whole again. When we cried out to the Lord, when we got saved, He said, you want to be whole? He said, yes. Didn't we say yes? Didn't we cry and say, God, touch my life? I know where I was when I got saved. I know how desperate I was. I know how hurt I was. I know how I didn't have any hope anymore. But yet, the Word of God is what touched my life. The Word of God, that God reached out to me. God chose me. I didn't choose God. I didn't even think about Him. But yet He saw your heart. He saw each and every one of your hearts. And he, because He saw your heart, He saw where you were at. He saw that you needed Him. We didn't call upon Him because we thought we needed Him. We were far from that. It's amazing how God will give us a little bit and a little bit. And I remember being out in the streets of Ventura and, and I had nowhere to go. I had no place to go. But every time somebody would hand me a tract and I opened it up and read it, I didn't know it was the Word of God. All I did is knew that I wanted something. I, I was searching, but I didn't know what to search for. I knew that religion wasn't going to do it for me anymore. I was far away from that. I grew up in going to church. I grew up in going to Catholicism, the classes and, and the teachings. And the teachings weren't about the Word of God. The teachings were about man's kind of understanding of how they can go to God. But God shows us how we can go to Him. Not how we, we want to do things. Jesus healed those lepers. The problem is that we don't realize who the one is doing the healing in our life. We don't thank the one that done the healing in our life. We don't thank the one that delivered us and set us free from alcohol and drugs and from, from per, perversion and, and thieves and, and being robbers and, and liars and all the things that we were doing in the world. 
We don't thank Him for what He's done in our life. We don't thank Him for what He's pulled us out of us or what He's pulled us out of us and what He's delivered us from and what He set us free from. We don't understand that He's wanting us to thank Him. To thank Him. To thank Him. Only one. Only one. Only one. Only one that understood what God was doing in his life. Only one. And Jesus says, your faith has made you well. Your faith has delivered you. Your faith has set you free. Your faith. The faith that God has given us. The faith of a mustard seed. It's all he's given us. Just that little bit. Just that little portion. What are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with that little bit of faith that He's giving you? Is it going to grow? Is it going to mature? Is it going to amount to anything? It won't go anywhere unless you do something with it. And the only way you're going to do something with it is you've got to grasp a hold of that, the fact that you've got to have a relationship with the Lord. You can get saved, but if you don't get a relationship with the Lord, it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to grow. It's not going to mature because you've got to have the understanding and the knowledge of His Word. And every time, you know, the pastor says, he tells me, tear it up, tear it up. And, and I never know what I'm going to say when I get up here. I write all this stuff down. And I put it all together and I put it all in order. And yet when God gets a hold of me, I allow God to move in my life. I am tired of being who I am. I don't want to see the same old, same old. I had a, a wonderful time today. I had a wonderful fellowship. If you don't know Brother Charlie back here, that's Brother Charlie over there. All right? You want to know something? He has the knowledge of the Word of God in him. If you want to learn about God, you just need to talk to him. That's all there is to it. That's right. Have fellowship. That's what it's all about, having fellowship. You're not going to grow if you're just sitting around doing nothing with God. God is wanting you to grow and mature, but you've got to have the Word of God inside of you. Without the Word of God, you're not going to go anywhere. He deserves all the praise and glory for even the smallest things in our life. We come here to service, and, and the thing is, uh, we, we already know that our service starts with praise and worship. And that praise and worship is all about being thankful for what God has done in our lives. But we stagger in because, oh, well, hopefully I'll, I'll get there just in time. All right? Because I want to I be in and out of here like if this was a religious service that we used to go to. I know how that is. Oh, yeah, we, we've been there. We, we went to, we went to, oh, yeah. <laughs> Even out here, you know why people go to Central? Because in and out, they don't have to, hey, I don't want to have to deal with nobody. I don't want to fellowship with nobody. I don't want to be committed. I don't want to do nothing. I don't want to be a servant of the God. 
that I live for. Well, how can you live for God if you don't want to be a servant? You've been coming to church long enough that you should know that God doesn't have to ask you to do something. You should just get up and do it. But no, we have to always ask for volunteers. Is there any volunteers in the house? Is there? Come on. Pastors shouldn't have to do that week after week, calling out people to be volunteers. We should be running to be thankful for what God has done in our lives so we can let others know what He's done. But we don't tell anybody. We keep it to ourselves. You know, the biggest problem we have is we put God on the sideline because we don't thank Him for what He's done in our lives and we don't want to give Him credit for what He's done in our lives. We want to say, I did it myself. You know that if, if it wasn't for Him fighting our battles, we wouldn't be here. See, when we came to the Lord, you have to realize that the battles that we were fighting were worldly battles. And we couldn't even win those. Now we get saved and now we're going to find out that the battles that we're going to face are demonic. Because see, the world battles should have already left us. It's the demonical battles that we're going to face now, the spiritual battles that we're going to face, the spiritual realm that we're going to face. It's not the worldly battles anymore. Even though that we're in the world, we have to realize the devil's going to pull us back to the world. But no, instead of allowing God to move in our lives and allowing Him to deliver us and heal us completely, because see, when He came back to the Lord, when the leopard, see, came did not come back to him because, see, he claimed victory. He claimed victory. And how he claimed the victory is when he came back to Jesus and with a loud voice. He said, thank you, Lord. Not to be ashamed of what God did in him, but he was thankful what God did in him. Amen? In 2 Samuel 23, verse 1, it says, Now these are the words of David. David, the son of Jesse, said, And the man who was raised up on high, the anointed, the God of Jacob, the sweet psalmist of Israel, said, The Spirit of the Lord spake to me, and His word is in my tongue. The God of Israel said, the rock of Israel spake to me, He that ruleth over man must be just, ruling for the fear of God. Amen? And he shall be a light of the morning when the sun rises, even in the morning without clouds, as the tender grass springing out of the earth by clear shining after rain. Although my house be not so with God, yet he has made me an everlasting covenant, ordered of all things, and sure, for this is my salvation and all my desire, although He has made it grow not to grow. Verse 6, But the sons of Baal shall be all of them as thorns and thrust away, because they cannot be taken with hand. But the man that shall touch them must be fierce with iron and the staff of a spear, and they shall be utterly burned in fire, with the same place. These are the names of the mighty man whom David had, the Tekmonite, 
that is sat at the seat, chief among the captains, the same was Adino, an Esnite. He lifted up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. Verse 9, And after him was Eleazar, the son of Dodo, at a whole night, one of the three mighty men with David, when he defiled the Philistines that were gathered together at, to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He rose, he smote the Philistines until his hand was weary, and his hand claved unto the sword, and the Lord wrought a, a great victory that day, and the people returned to him only to the spoil. After that, after, and after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Herorite, and the Philistines were gathered together into a troop where there was a piece of ground full of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines, and the Lord brought a great victory. The Lord. He didn't say he brought. He said the Lord brought a great victory. Every incident is that the Lord brought victory. Why? These men were men, David's warriors. This is just the three of them that he's talking about right here. You want to know about the rest of them, you have to read it. Because I'm not telling you. You have to read it. David had 30 mighty warriors. But you have to read it. Because the only way you're going to know it is read it. 1 Chronicles 16, 8. 12. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon His name. Make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him. Sing psalms unto Him. Talk ye all the wondrous works. Glory ye in the holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek Him in... Seek Him... Seek His face continually. Verse 12. And remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and the judgments of his mouth. Amen. One thing you have to understand, and just like Shama and just like Elzar and, and the mighty warriors, they all had a relationship with God. They didn't go out to battle just because, well, I'm a warrior. No, they went out there with a relationship with the Lord just like we need to have. If you don't have a relationship with God, if you're not established in the kingdom of God, if you're not established in the, in, in with the Lord God Almighty in your life, you're not going to be able to win that battle because God is not going to be there with you. And secondly, the thing is that they had the Word of God in them. They didn't just have a relationship with God. They had His Word inside of them. That's one thing that we have to understand. God wants to have His Word in you. You can't just come, okay, I heard the Word of God, that's all I need to get by on the week. No, you got to pick up that sword daily. you got to pick up that Word daily. you got to understand that God wants more of Him inside of you than what you have. He wants you to get rid of what you have so He can fill up that empty space, that void that you have. Yeah. Just like the, the man with the leprosy. 
His faith, God said, made him whole. His faith healed him. Why? Because he went to the source. Who are you going to? Are you just going to anybody? You need to go to somebody that has the source. You need to go to somebody that has the Word of God inside of them in order for you to receive something that's going to work in your life. You can go to anybody out there. They're going to tell you what they want you to hear. Everybody has itching ears today. They'll listen to anything that will soothe them, that will please them, that will comfort them, but it won't work. What worked in your life when you got saved is the Word of God. What worked in your life when you got saved was Jesus says, I am the healer. I am the deliverer. I'm the one that's going to set you free. You cannot go to the Father except you come to the Son first. These are characteristics that we need to have in our life. A relationship. The Word of God. And faith. Without that, you can't go anywhere. If you want to know what the love of God is all about, it's about His love that He went all the way to the cross for you and I. That's the love that God has for us. You remember that day when you got saved? You remember that day that He healed you? You remember the day that He delivered you? That He set you free? When He broke the chains of bondage in your life? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? Do you remember what God did in your life? Can you thank Him for what He's done in your life? Can you thank Him for what He's delivered you for? Are we going to just sit around and wait for somebody else to come in the door that will thank Him, that one leopard that came back that was healed and cleansed? It's amazing Somebody new comes in the door and they're more excited than we are when we've been here. It's not me. It's not me. This is God's Word. You can take it or you can leave it. But it's the Word of God. You want to get excited? You need to get into His Word. You want to get more of what He has for you? You need to get a relationship with Him. You've got to be established in Him. You've got to sit down and have a cup of joe with Him. But He's not going to come to you if you don't call on Him. He's not going to help you if you don't call on Him. He's not going to deliver you just because you need a healing. He's wanting to hear your voice. Amen? I believe I just have one. Second Samuel six, 
Now King David was told, The Lord has blessed the house of uh, Eben Obed-Edom and everything that he has because the ark of God. So David went to bring the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fat calf wearing a linen ephod. And David was dancing before the Lord with all his might while he was in, while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sounds of trumpets as the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David. Michael, daughter of Saul, watched from a window and she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. Then they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in the place inside the tent that David had pitched for. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. And after he finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of God Almighty, the Lord Almighty. And he gave a loaf of bread and cakes of, of dates and cakes of raisins to each person in the crowd of the Israelites, both men and women. And all the people went to their homes. Verse 20. And when David returned to his home to bless his household, Michael, daughter of Saul, came out and met him and said, How the king of Israel had distinguished himself today, going around half naked and, and in the view of slave girls and the servants of the, of, as any vulgar fellow would. And David said to Michael, It is before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone else from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this. And I will be humiliated in my own eyes, but by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in glory. In verse 23, And Michael, the daughter of Sel had no children until she died. No, none. Here David, because he danced and he was excited because he was able to bring the ark of the Lord back into the, into the city of Jerusalem. And he was excited. The people were excited. They were so excited that they were shouting loudly and, and the trumpets were blowing and they were going crazy. Why? Because the Lord was present. The Lord is present here. We should be thankful. We should be shouting and be loud. But we, we barely make a noise. The man with, that came back to Jesus was excited that God delivered him and healed him. That he shouted with a loud voice. Thank you, Lord. He wasn't going to keep it to himself. God says to let people know what he's done in your life. Didn't he do something in you? Didn't he set you free? Didn't he heal you? Deliver you? Broke the chains of bondage? Then let them know. Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's all I have for tonight. That's all that God has given me. But we need to be thankful. Amen. Let Him continue to do something in your life. You've got to be excited about what He's done in your life and what He's going to do in those that keep coming in. God says that revival is going to break in the land, but it's going to start here in the house of God. Are you going to be a part of it? It's up to you. Amen? As we have the...